Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Now, this song I'm starting the program off tonight with is where the origination came for the saying of the Alabama football team, Roll Tide. We were talking about it in the chat room, Mom. Um, before the program started, last program, and I made mention it, it came from a Confederate, the song about a Confederate battleship, the uh, Confederate States, Alabama. And uh, so I went and got the proof. Um, it's an old English folk song hymn with these words put into it by the by the Confederate during the, during the uh, War of Northern Aggression, which you'll get to hear is sang a cappella by some guys from Yorkshire. Their name is Swan Arcade. And I hope you enjoy it. When the Alabama's keel was laid, Roll, Alabama, roll, Was laid in the yards of Jonathan Lab. Oh, roll, Alabama, roll, Was laid in the yards of
you'll have to be from Alabama and be from the culture for that probably to mean anything to you whatsoever. But uh, our brothers from Albion, we got more in common than you probably thought. Anyway, if you would, uh, Brother Chad, open us in a word of prayer, brother. Yes, Heavenly Father, thank you for this assembly this evening. We come here um, before you in the name of your uh, precious Son, Jesus Christ. And we ask that uh, you forgive us our sins of the day, Lord, for we definitely have sinned and we live inside this flesh. It is a sinful, sinful place that we cannot remove our, 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 our flesh from us at this moment, Lord. But we ask that you help us. We help us strengthen our inward man so that our outward man be weaker, Lord, and in, in your grace that we be able to um, glorify you and strengthen Strengthen ourselves in your words, Lord, for you are the word, and the words are what we've come here tonight, Lord, to, to study. And, and we ask that we, you lift up our brother Don, that he have the Holy Spirit within him, Lord, that he be able to teach us what it is your will, Lord, and that, that be the truth, and that be the facts, Lord, and that we be able to have the Holy Spirit within ourselves and within those people that are in the chat room and that may, may be listening to this afterwards, Lord, that the Holy Spirit be within them, Lord, and that it be able to show them what you need them to know, Lord, and that it may be able to edify all of us, Lord, that we might be bolder and stronger within within the body of Christ, Lord, that we may be able to be a shining example for all those around us and that we be so thankful, Lord. Lord, just to tell you the truth, we're just so thankful and, and so humbled that your presence be with us now and for always at any time, Lord, that we feel it. And so often we don't pay enough attention to you, Lord, and we don't talk to you enough, and we don't, we don't treat you like you're a, a real being, Lord. We, it's so hard for us sometimes to just realize you are with us. You're our friend. We just turn to you and say, Lord Jesus Christ, I love you. Thank you. Yes, yes. In your precious name and for the blood that you shed, and for all things that we don't understand, please illuminate us in your precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Okay, folks, tonight it's going, I'm going to do things a little different, okay? We've been, ta- and we've been in Chapter 4 now. This is going to be Part 3, and we've been discussing this pre-tribulation rapture thing and and what what the um, is taught with the pre-trib folks, and I, I, I took you... And I showed you that I believe it's a pre-wrath catching away. Now, what I'm going to do, because it all concerns the bride. So we're going to start at the very end. We're going to go to the end of the book. So, Brother Dave, turn to chapter 22. Okay. We're going to go to the end of the book and find out where we're at. Okay? Where we are. Not where we're at. Where we are. Okay? Our, our destination. Then we're going to go back, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you a plethora of Scripture. Brother Chad, you, I want you uh, right now to just go ahead and turn to, um, cha- to chapter 25 in Matthew, okay? Okay. And then those other Scriptures, those other Scriptures that I gave you, Mm-hmm. You got them written down, right? So you know where to go to if I tell you. It don't matter which order. 
because after sure. Brother Dave reads this, we're, I'm going to get Brother Dave's going to be doing something different, okay? Okay, I'll, I'll open them all then. Okay, good deal. But what I'm going to do is I'm going, I'm, I, I have talked to you folks and, and I have hounded, I've screamed, I've preached, I've, I've hollered, I've, I've, I've cried, then tried to explain how you come about this so-called, as Don calls it, this book. Now I've changed it to a big picture, okay, of the Word of God and the way things all turn out and how you get there. And how you put things together, how the doctrine is laid line upon line, precept upon precept. Now, as we go through these scriptures, I'm going to try to with, withhold myself from making a whole lot of comment. Okay? But I want you to write these scriptures down yourself. Okay? And then I want you to go through these scriptures because they're all connected, folks. They're everyone connected, and I want you to make. I want the Holy Spirit to show you how they're connected. So I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to. I'm going to do my best to try not to do any convincing. All right. If that's the way you come about doctrine, I don't care who tells you anything else. The Bible plainly tells you. We're not going to go back and read it all over again. We've read it fifteen thousand times. It's in Isaiah twenty-eight. So we're not going to go back and read it again. It's there. If you want, if you believe it, it's right there in front of your face of how you find doctrine and knowledge. Okay, and I'm this tonight is is going to be a prime example of how. Okay, we got that out of the way. Number two, you've heard me say many, many times. All these people uh, that try to date the get the catching away of the saints, they're always coming up with these. These these different dates and they're using all these charts and and everything and I've told you many times I, I threw away my charts a long time ago I came up during the era of the 88 reasons Christ is going to come in so and such and such a date in 88 days or something like that and then I went through the deal in 1996 I was going to come in 1996 and all that stuff I was in the periphery of all that stuff going on all right right in the middle of it in 1996. Never will forget that when it was supposed to take place, I, and I, me and my wife was, woke up and said, well, we're still here. <laughs> I said, yeah, I imagined we would be like I told you yesterday. But anyway, I, I'm not going to give you a date, but I'm going to give you what the Bible says you can know, and it's the time of the season. I'm going to give you the I'm going to give you the season that the Lord's going to gather His bride. The season. Now I'm not going to do it. The Word of God's going to do it. It's a matter of, It's a matter of whether you believe it or not. And I'm not going to go through no feast days and none of that stuff. Like they all try to go through the feast days, the feast of trumpets, and all this stuff. I'm going to try to keep it simple for you. Let the Word of God just tell you going to try to do that okay so first of all brother dave i want you to start in uh, revelation chapter 22 and i want you to read verse 16 and 17 okay now folks i've told you 19 times 
that the word church, it dis, the church disappears. Well, it's fixing to reappear right now. In one verse, in the next verse, the bride is going to appear. Boom. Here we show up. Here we are. Let's see what, let's see what it says. Go ahead and read, Brother Dave. Revelations uh, 22, verse 16. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. Okay. I want you to stop right there. There we are. Right there with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. That's that you know the end of the fairy tale, so to speak. You know the end of the story. And after all the we all know we're all supposed to know the end of the story. If we believe it, that's supposed to be our blessed hope. That's supposed to be who we're in love with. The one that just said I testify these things. I, Jesus Christ, testify these things. I sent my angel to tell these things to the churches. Okay? Also notice the churches there are, and that's a small C. Am I correct, Brother Dave? I'm not there. I'm just going by memory. Is it a small C? Small C. Okay. And And if you would, read on down a little bit where it says, you'll see the word, there'll be the word come will be capitalized in one place, and in the next place it won't be capitalized, if I'm right about that. Okay. Uh, Verse 17, and the spirit and the bride say, come. Is that capitalized? Yes. Thank you. Keep on going. And let him that heareth say, come. Is that capitalized? Yes, it is. Okay. Go on. And let him that is a thirst come. Is that capitalized? No. Bingo. It's a difference. Things that are different, Brother Chad, are what? They are not the same. Absolutely. You say you're nitpicking. No, I'm not. The translators capitalize the words for reason. You folks, if you know anything about Bible study, you know that. Okay? So anyway, I'm not going to get off on that subject. I wanted to draw that to your attention. All right? There's three... There's two big capitals, C's, and one little. And then right and below that. And they put a comma there, too, yes. just before. Yes. Whereas in the third case with the little C, there's no comma. It just says, and let him, that is a thirst, come. And if, my, if I'm not, if I'm correct, after the little C comes the whosoever will. And whosoever will. Bingo. Let him take the water of life freely. There you go. There you go. There is a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference, folks. There is a difference. So there we are. All supposed to be happy. Everything's wonderful. We're given the final invitation. We're looking backwards. And we're, we're already there. For Paul says we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. See, So in theory, in, in actuality, factuality and actuality, according to the Word of God, we're as good as there. We know the end of the book. It says we're there. So here we're looking back, giving invitation. And the Spirit's giving invitation. Backwards. So now we're going to take a journey and find out how we got there and the season when we're going to leave.
how we got there in the season when we're going to leave. Okay, Brother Dave, if you would, well, first of all, Brother Chad, um, you've got all your verses laid out there, Brother. I want you to, uh, to go to uh, the, the verse and I, that I didn't give you that we read the other night. And Isaiah 26, the last three verses, isn't it the last three verses, Brother Dave? And Isaiah 26, where it talks about the resurrection. And come uh, going to so. your, going to this chamber for a little while till the indignation be passed. Oh, that? yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last three verses in Isaiah 26, Brother. Okay. Chad? Okay. And Brother Dave, won't you turn to Ephesians 5? Okay. Okay, Isaiah 26. Mm-hmm. Start at verse 19. The dead men shall live. Together with my dead body shall they arise. Awake and sing, ye that dwell in dust, for thy dew is of the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. Come, my people. Listen, listen close to what he's saying. Now go ahead. Enter thou into thy chambers, and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment, until the indignation be overpassed. Now go to your verse in Psalms. Psalms 27, verse 5. For in the time of trouble... He shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. Okay, that's okay. I want you to read it again, but first I want to tell the audience this. Write these verses down. Go over them yourself. This is in the context of what we're talking about. You'll find out shortly. I mean, not shortly, but you'll find out in a little while. It's all going to dovetail. All right, now go to Zephaniah. Read that verse again, brother, and then I want you to read the verse in Zephaniah. Psalm 27, verse 5. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. Okay, now I want you to go to Zephaniah. Zephaniah, chapter 2, verse 3. Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought in his judgment. Seek righteousness, seek meekness. It may be ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. Mm. Yeah, isn't isn't it pretty angry in the time of Jacob's trouble? And that is the day of trouble, by the way. Um, okay, I'm not going to say any more about that right there. Now I want you to go, um, Brother Chad, to um, Matthew chapter 25. Brother Dave, I want you to read verse 25 in Ephesians to verse 32. Okay. And folks, when he starts reading this, you're going to wonder what in the world is he talking about. Go ahead, brother. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Husbands. Love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, 
that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. And by the way, that washing of water by the word is a daily cleansing. It's just like whenever the, the, the feet washing took place, Christ told them they were all cleansed except for their feet, and they needed to wash their feet. And that's what this is a reference to right here, a washing of water by the Word. The Word of God has the power to wash you, convict you of your sin, make you see error in your life. It washes you. It has a cleansing effect. Continue, Brother Dave. Verse 27, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife. And they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Read that verse again. Folks, get it. Get what he's saying. Ephesians 5, verse 32. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Everything Paul said from chapter 20, from verse 25 to verse 32, has to do with you and your relationship with Jesus Christ. Turn to 2 Corinthians. Chapter 12, Brother Dave, okay. and read verse 2. Second Corinthians 12, verse 2. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in Wait, the body... Wait, excuse me, 11. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Brother. Chapter 11, okay. verse 2, not 12. Oh, Okay. Chapter 11, 2 Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 2. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Okay. Paul is concerned about the church. He's concerned about the body of Christ. How do I know? Read the very next verse, Brother Dave. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Amen. Brother Chad, start Matthew chapter 25 and start reading it verse 1. Folks, we're talking about virgins now. Keep in mind what I'm telling you. Remember how we closed the program the other night? I kept on asking the question, is there two? Is there a split is there a split gathering? Are there two? Because the other folks teach two, but in a different way. 
Now, I'm asking you, is there two? I say yes, there is two, but not the way Judeo-Christians teach it. Start reading verse 1, brother. Matthew 25. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. And they were... Uh, they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell, and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, mm. and the door was shut. Brother Dave, can I ask you what oil is a type of? Holy Spirit. Thank you. Continue reading, Brother Chad. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, I know you not. Do you, hear, do you hear what he just said? Read it again, brother. But he answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, I know you not. They're all virgins, folks. You got it? Did you see the split? Did you see the reason for the split? He said, I know you not. Is that all he said, Brother Chad? Uh, yes, that's what he said. I know you not. He didn't condemn them. There is no judgment. Don't want them in a lake of fire. Nothing. No, 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 no. See, but for everything else underneath this first parable, this is a parable, folks. It's trying to show you a, show you a truth about a doctrine. Okay? There is no rebuke. He just says he doesn't know them. Because they don't have any oil. They couldn't come in. They didn't hear his voice and come in. They didn't buy. They, in other words, buying is a type of listening and getting something. Don't mean they took money out and bought some olive oils. And now, 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 it's not that. It's not the practicality. This is a parable. Okay. But they're all virgins. Now, every one of the rest of the parables that comes on underneath, there is rebuke and damnation, and there is consequences royal. To every one of the other parables below us, is if I'm not mistaken, there's two more. That's three. One, two, three. Give none offense to the Jew, to the Gentile, or to the church. Think about it. 
think about it. Now, I told you the other night that I would give you the, the, the strongest case for why this catching away comes at an earlier time than than most people think. Again, I'll get to that shortly, okay? I'll get to that shortly. But I want you to think, I want you to take all those scriptures and by yourself, I want you to sit down and you put them together. See what they tell you. They're all concerning the same event around the same time period, just like we've been going through. Okay? And we'll buy a little oil then. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. John, they came to John thinking he was the bride. And he said he was a friend of the bridegroom. He didn't say he was part of the he wasn't a part of the bride. He was the friend of the bridegroom, John the Baptist. That's what he said out of his own mouth. Paul's the best man. See, because Paul has espoused us as a who who's us? The church, the elect, as a chaste virgin to Christ. Then he warns about a split right underneath where he says he's espoused us. To one husband, he worries about a split in the very next verse. Well, in chapter 25, there is a split amongst the virgins. Okay? Let's see what cried. Brother Dave turned to go to on John chapter 14. Okay. Okay. And start reading it, verse one. Read the first six. First, read the first four verses, and then we'll read five and six. But just listen to Christ talking to the disciples. Okay, John, chapter fourteen, verse one. Now remember Let- the verses that we've already read. Remember the verses Brother Chad read about this. All that's in Psalms and in. Zephaniah and in Isaiah 26, okay? Remember that. Now, remember it. Now listen to what Jesus says here. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Now listen close. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Got that? Got that, folks? That where I am, there ye may be also. Let your heart not be troubled. Be not troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. Chambers. Closets. Just places. Remember, there was, to the, in the Old Testament, 
The church, Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 2 and 3 that it was hidden from all the prophets. It was only the mystery of the church was only revealed. The mystery of the bride of Christ was only revealed. It was in the Old Testament, but it was revealed unto Paul. He tells us that in Ephesians. That's one of the seven mysteries. He just got to today, and it's it's one of the two great mysteries. Go and prepare a place for you, and then he makes. I, I couldn't I couldn't go any further without letting Brother Dave read verse five and six because it's the most outrageous statements that's ever been made by uh, anybody that's walked this earth. He's either telling the truth or he's the biggest, but he's the, and I speak reverently, Lord. He's either telling the truth about what he's fixing to say or he's the biggest liar that's ever walked on two legs. And I mean every word I said. Because what he says is definitive and final. That's to you under the sound of my voice. And that's what, read those, read verse 5 and 6, brother. I'll read verse 4 as well. John 14, verse 4. In whither I go, ye know, and the way, ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you did read that. Verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. Okay, I'm a, let, let me just quote that real slow. I want you to think about what he just said. I am the way. The truth. And the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Just that one verse, your attention, your attitude, your love, your desires, your your framework of thinking. Your life ought to be centered around the one that quoted, not the one that quoted, the one that said that verse. Because if he told the truth, eternity lies in that verse. He's a liar, eat, drink, and be merry, do whatever you want to do, and have a good time. Now, what do you believe? See what I mean? It's that simple. That's the simplicity that's in Christ. Paul's talking about over in Second Corinthians, chapter eleven, verse two, verse three, two and three. And don't let Satan beguile you from the simplicity that is in Christ. That's why Rent and Raven scream all the time. About the simplicity, that simple, the simplicity that's in Christ Jesus. 
That's your life. That should be the focus. If eternity awaits you, then that's your focus, your love, your desires. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, he said. Now, he either told you the truth or like I said, he's the biggest liar that ever walked the face of the earth. Confucius didn't claim that. Buddha didn't claim that. The real Muhammad didn't claim that. Nobody claims that. That's the most outrageous statement ever been made, if it's not true. Do you two guys understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Nobody ever claimed this before. And he's your husband. Which set which set of virgins are you in? Which which five are you in? The first five or the second five? Only you know the answer to that. Because Paul knew the answer. For I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I know that beyond any shadow of a doubt. Because if it's not, if the book's not true, nothing's true. Just have a good time. Like I said, eat, drink, be merry, get drunk, stay drunk the rest of your life. Because nothing matters. See? You, you see, when you get down real with people, they don't like it. They want to be in your windows here and, and special little things there. No. When you get down and dirty, that's the truth of the matter. You can, you can bring up, well, what about this? Well, all you want to. Fact of the matter, the book's true or it's not. He told the truth or he didn't. And there, there's no yeah buts about it. He promised he'd get it to you. There's no yeah buts about it. He can't make a statement like that and then hide it from you where you've got to go off and spend six years somewhere looking for it. And it says here that there is no other way to the well, Father. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But by me. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Period. It ain't happening. There's no other way. And then later on he says anybody tries to come up the other way is the same as a thief and a robber. Even the Ten Commandments. Uh, keeping anyway, them all. The or... Ten Commandments was never given to save a freaking soul. Yeah. Or keeping all the feasts. Got nothing to do with salvation. Nothing. Hail Marys or Nair Fathers. And none of that stuff. Splashing holy water on yourself. No, none of that. You can, get, you can go under the water till you get within a half a second of drowning and pop up. Ain't going to do nothing for you. You got that? Period. It's either through the blood or it ain't no way at all. Amen. Let's get a little bit lighter now. 
I'll leave the serious business for a second, even though this is serious. So, what is this big ha- before I go and show before we turn to Romans, brother Chad, chapter one? Let me show you something about this this mysterious stuff that Paul talks about. It gives you it gives you a hint and an answer about some of this stuff that we're fixing to talk about in Romans chapter 1, verse 20. If you would read Romans chapter 1, verse 20. Okay. Listen listen to what he says, folks, okay? Romans 1, verse 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. Do you understand that? Do you understand that archaic English? Is it is that hard for you to get? What you can't see can be understood by what you can see. Let me just put it in straight language. You don't understand uh, the bride of Christ. Look around you at the things that are made a good marriage, the way it's supposed a biblical marriage, the way it should be. You want to understand the resurrection? Brother Dave, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Okay. That's that's that section we have not read. Go down and start at the, at the paragraph mark where Paul says, Behold, I show you a mystery. Brother Chad, I want you to go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and start and in Come and pull up about verse 11. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11. Okay. Which one do you want to hear first? First Brother Dave, Brother Dave, 15, chapter yeah. 15 in, in 1 Corinthians. Yeah. Okay. Um, verse 51. Behold. I shew you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. Remember the last, the seventh trumpet? Remember I showed you where they said that it was the seventh trumpet and the third, the third woe going on over in Revelation? Anyway, go ahead, Brother Dave. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. You got that, folks? Everything about you, everything about your fleshy part, your outward man, poof, it's gone. And, uh, and you can't even you can't even calculate what he means by a twinkling of an eye. It's uh, it's infinite. It boom. It's it changed that quick. In less time, you can even halfway think about taking a breath. If you you can't even you can't even imagine. That's when this robe of flesh is gone, and the soul is left to be clothed with what. See, like me and Brother Kevin was talking about this morning, I made the comment to him, you you ain't never, if you whoever's been around me, they've never seen Don Spears. 
None of my children has ever seen their daddy. They've saw my body. They've never saw me. Because the real me, you can't see. The real me is on the inside. It's the soul. See, this is just a whole. If you ever get to the point to where you can look at people as a soul instead of that old, that outward hole, it gives you a different outlook on people. Sometimes I can do it, sometimes I can't. I'm just being honest with you. Okay? And some people have the ability to do it all the time. Brother Chad, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11. Start reading there till the end of the chapter. And that ye and that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you, that ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that ye may have lack of nothing. But I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. I go and prepare a place for you, and if I go away, I will come again and receive you unto myself, and that where I am, there ye may be also. So when is this big deal going to happen, Brother Don? I don't know. I don't know the date. I don't know the year. But I know the season. And I don't have to go back to the Torah and go through all the trumpets and all the Feast of Weeks, which, oh my goodness, if you could see, Kevin, I believe Kevin has seen my old reference Bible. It is Torah. I have it packed away, folks. It's it's a papyrus fragment. It's more notes. You could take that Bible of mine and 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 if you could comprehend what you read and take the notes out of the out of that old Bible of mine, you could go around and, and teach from here to the time you die. There's that much in it, and I got it put away in an airtight compartment because it's falling to pieces. That's the first Bible I ever had. It's tore all to pieces. I mean, falling apart literally. The threads out of everything. But I said that to say this. 
You don't have to do all that, all that stuff. It, it makes you look, oh, I'm diligently seeking for the time the Lord's going to come back for the gathering. Now, a wife and a husband are supposed to love each other, aren't they? Isn't a husband supposed to love his wife as Christ loved the church? Well, let's let's do a little just slow common sense reasoning. And a big old book with 66 books in it. And uh, you'd think that it, it, uh, if something was so important that it was a great mystery, most people immediately run to the fact, well, oh my goodness, it must be so deep in the scriptures that it's hid. Now see, so if anybody remembers remembers what I said about a year ago, I, maybe it's been six, seven, eight months ago, we went through this and I said I was going to do this, what I'm doing right now, later on at a later time. But I'm going to, I'm going to show you exactly I'm going to show you the season when you can look for your Savior from heaven. What year? I don't have a clue. Paul tells us it's not going to happen until after the man of sin is revealed. Okay? And a lot of that stuff and the witnesses, all that stuff. So, having said that, you'd think, oh, it must be hid in one of those it's 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 put in a book where anybody that understands love would go to. It's in the Song of Solomon. It's in the it's in the most it's the, in the least read book of your Bible. Turn to Song of Solomon, chapter two. Brother Chad. Okay. This whole book's about a love affair, folks. All right? And you got that yet? After Ephesians 5, 25 through 32, 2 Corinthians 11, 2. You got it yet? Do you remember in the Ephesian church that lost their first love? That was God's. That was Christ's rebuke against them. I want you to start at verse ten, brother, and read verse ten, eleven, twelve, and thirteen. You folks, listen to what's said. Uh, Song of Solomon. Solomon. What's the uh, abbreviation for that one? Dave, do you know what it is? SNG. Mm-hmm. I told you it was the least read book in the Bible. <laughs> I have SNG. Mm-hmm. Nothing's coming up in blue letter. SNG, yeah. S-O-N, nothing. What do you mean, nothing? Uh, well, I'm doing the word search for the... Verse, verse or words, SNG. Oh, no, SNG, Song of Songs. I thought you brother, meant what brother, is the brother, acronym brother, for brother, Song brother, of Songs. Brother, brother, brother. Whoa, whoa. Oh, chill, chill, chill. It just is the <laughs> book after Ecclesiastes and the one right before Isaiah, folks, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you got to use no stinking concordance. 
It's between, between yeah. Isaiah and Ecclesiastes. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> that was easy. Okay, ver- <laughs> chapter two. Like you said, it's, it's not very well read. So between Ecclesiastes and Isaiah, right? This is the love book. This is the yes. book that they don't they don't read into little children. Supposedly, this is a mature love book. It's for, according to uh, teachers, it's for private reading. And if you read it, you'll find out why. If you read the whole thing. But right here, in verse 10 through 13, you're fixing to find out the very season that we go. Let's see if there's any doubt. Go ahead, brother. My beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. For lo, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth. The time of the signing of birds is come, singing. The time of singing of birds is come. And the voice of the turtle is heard in our land. The fig tree putteth forth her green figs, and the vines with the tender grape, give a good smell. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. Bingo. So it must be springtime. Bingo. Springtime. Resurrection time. Everything dies, that's when everything comes up. Yes, don't take no spiritual genius to figure this stuff out. You got people thinking it's in September and October and all this junk. Not according to the Word of God. Okay. You folks write down those scriptures and let the Lord, let the Lord paint that picture for you if he will. But well, let's go to chapter 5 in Revelation now. And I'm going to show you the slam dunk verse that they have. That is the, the only verse that you have a hard time getting around. And uh, the verses, and the reason you, and the only way really to be honest, just to be just straight out honest, the only way you're going to get around what we're fixing to read is try to claim that it's not in the original manuscript, which is a ball-faced lie. Theodore, it was in Theodore Beza's work. It was in Tatian's Diatessaron, which is one of the oldest manuscripts we have. Okay? So don't let them lie to you. And Sinaiticus is probably a fraud anyway, 90% chance, 95%. I'll, I'll say this, it is a fraud. I'll stand before the judgment seat of Christ and make that statement. It is a full-fledged fraud, okay? Revelation chapter 5, Brother Dave, uh, I want you to start reading at verse 8. When, well, first of all, go back to, let's finish chapter 4 because we don't have okay. just a little bit left, and then we'll... <laughs> Skip over yeah. there to verse 8. So let me get there first, brother, please. Okay. Oh. Mm. Okay, I want you to read about 22, uh, 24 elders again, because that's where we're going in the next chapter. Okay. Revelations chapter 4, verse 4. 
and round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. Okay, just to reiterate what I said the other night, this is by a, a lot of people that know the book a lot better than me, okay? And are oh, a lot of the old-time Bible teachers, I'm talking about church fathers, considered this the church. One reason they did was because these crowns here are earned rewards. They're not the rulership crowns like the crown on Jesus' head. I mentioned that the other night. It mentions their clothes is white raiment, which is a type of the righteousness of saints. You find that out later in the in this book, okay? And of the righteousness of saints, you have no righteousness outside of Jesus Christ. He is your righteousness. Christ is our righteousness. Paul says that over and over and over again, and that's what these works people just can't get through their head. All your works are for, are for a reward for your service. has nothing to do with your salvation. So continue reading, Brother Dave. Verse 5, And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne, and round about the throne, were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf, and the third beast had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne, and worship him that liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying... Okay, okay. They cast their crowns before the throne, their earned reward. Okay? Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Now I want you to watch what everything these if this if this is a terminology change for the bride. If that I say if it is, listen to what they say. Listen to what they say in verse eleven, because what they say in verse eleven is the very essence of the reason. You're breathing air today. It is the reason you're here. It is the hardest thing 
me and Brother Kevin talked about it this morning. It's one of the hardest things to wrap your mind around as, as much as you can. You never can understand it completely. Yeah, not in our human, not in our state right now. Now, when we get that glorified body, and Brother Chad, if you will, turn to Philippians chapter 3 while I'm talking. We'll find out about that new body in just a few minutes, okay? I'll get you to read, and you can go down. I, I want you to read the last um, the last verse in chapter 3, the last two verses in just a few minutes. But right now we're dealing with something else. That's Philippians chapter 3, okay? Okay. Okay, Brother Dave, read verse 11. And cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. For Thy pleasure, for His pleasure that sat on the throne, all things were created. All means all, folks. This is not all without this this is not all without it without distinction. This is not all with distinction. This is all without exception. All things were created for thy pleasure. If that was the only place that it popped up, you might could have some ambiguous statements about it in the human mind. But see, also in Philippians it tells you to work out your own, work out, not work for, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Why? For it is God that worketh in you. Think of everything that you've went through in your Christian life. Think of everything that you're going through now. Or you might go through in the future. Think about that. For it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It also mentions God's pleasure in Ephesians chapter 1. Three times. Next chapter, Brother Day. Chapter okay. five, and it's it. We'll we'll come back um, tomorrow night, and we'll come up and start at verse one and come to here. But I'm just, I said I was going to show you their supposed hammer, their slam dunk verses, and I'm going to do it before we close because we're fixing to shut her down. Okay. Fixing to close her now, so I want you to start with verse five. Start where it starts talking about the, the, the 24 elders again. That's important. Okay. Verse 5. Verse 5, Revelation 5. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and... Lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God 
sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. Okay, this is the seven seal book, folks, and the, and the, the seals are going to start being opened in the very next chapter. Things are going to start tightening up. Okay, they're going to start get. That's the reason for all the thunderings and lightnings and they, all that stuff we've been reading about. It's getting ready to blow apart. But this is Jesus Christ. Notice that he has quit. He's not interceding for the saints anymore. So what are you talking about, Brother Don? The book of Hebrews tells you where Jesus, what Jesus is doing right now. He's at the right hand of the Father interceding for you and I. You forgot about that, didn't you? Well, he stands up now, and he's going to take the... He's not interceding for anybody. I wonder why. I wonder why. Go ahead, Brother Day. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb. Having listen every to one is, listen to what is said because this is this is what this you find you'll find out why he's not interceding. Go ahead. Fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. Now, that, who, who is doing the singing? The elders. That's right. Continue reading. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who? What? Redeemed. Who? The elders. Redeemed us. Mm-hmm. Redeemed us to God. Yes. But with what? Water? Prayers? What? By his blood. Continue reading. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Oh, my goodness. What in the world do they do with that? And if you, and, and my goodness, verse 10, of all the things in the world to try to try to even come up with this jive turkey about the millennium's done past. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Read verse 10, brother. And hath made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. We went what? We have reigned or we shall reign, Brother Dave? Shall. Remember what? Remember Matatalta? Remember those that Greek word, and after these things that I, I spent so much time talking about at the first part of chapter 4, remember chapter 1, verse 19, I'll show you the things that are, the thing the things that has been, the things that are, and the things that shall be. He's talking about things that shall be, folks. They shall reign. Who are they? 
the ones that were redeemed by his blood, whereat from every kindred and every tongue and every people and nation. And what are they going to do? What are they going to be? What is what they've done come through the judgment seat of Christ because they've got their crown of glory. They got that crown. They'll be priests and kings. What does it say in First Peter chapter one? He hath made us priests and kings. Isn't that what it says, Brother Dave? Yes. In First Peter chapter one, hmm? a holy nation. That's right. Royal priesthood. That's right. And we shall reign upon the earth. And they and I and those postmillennials that try to tell you that all this reigning, these saints were were reigning all that you're going to try to tell. See, it's figurative. It's allegorical. See, they want to make it allegorical that that they didn't do. They're reigning. They didn't do too good a job since they killed about fifty million of their brethren. For you people that fell for that God-forsaken lie, you might ought to sec- give it a second thought. That's the cl- that's the closest thing to a slam dunk that they have. Okay, and I said I'd show it to you, and I did. Brother Chad, go ahead. Philippians 3, verse 19. Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is their shame, who mind earthly things. Oh, 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 my goodness. I cannot let this one pass up. Back up and read the verse above it along with it on to the end. Yeah, let's go. That's... All in brackets, so let's go to 17. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk, so as ye have us for an ensample. Okay, Paul says, follow him again, and because he and his brethren are the examples. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what the book says to do. Go ahead, brother. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Why, 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 excuse me. Why are they the cross of Christ, Brother Chad? Why are they? Why are, why well, are they? Don't the, answer it, Brother. I'm just asking the question before you read it. Amen. I know. I can quote the verse. Go ahead. <laughs> whose end is destruction? Whose God is their belly? And whose glory is in their shame? Here's who mind earthly things? Who mind earthly things? Uh, mind earthly things. See, brethren, when I'm screaming about that stuff, I'm not telling you something. There's nothing. You you trying to think he's allegorizing and metaphor in there? Huh? Do you really? Or maybe it's just allegorizing and metaphor and what's coming up next. Continue reading. For our conversation is in heaven. In other words, our manner of life is supposed to be lay up treasure in heaven. Continue. 
from whence also we look for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Now, I'm telling you what, if he ruled on the throne of David, that's the promise of the millennium, that he rules on the throne of his father David for a thousand years. Oh, he was just speaking metaphorically because, you see, they don't understand there's three thrones. There's the throne of his glory. There's the throne beside the Father that you read about in the book in Psalms 110. And we read about the other night that Brother David didn't, he finally got it right there at the end. And then there's the throne of David. That's where he is supposed to rule from. Now, folks, would you please tell me in what period of history has a supernatural being ruled with a rod of iron from the th- from David's throne? Well, number one, it ain't happened yet. Well, see, because they want it to be allegory, allegorical. Well, if that's allegorical, everything's that. Just pick and choose. Paul tells you when he's fixing to use an allegory, and you take it literal unless it's just absolutely impossible to do so in your feeble mind. And the scripture tells you when it's a parable. Okay? Simple. Any questions in the chat room? No questions. Any questions from my brethren that are with me right now? David or Brother Chad? Um, None for me. I'm still formulating some. They're coming. (laughs) Good. Write them down, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Write them down. I'll give you some ammunition. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. All right. If there is no questions, how long have we been on? A little over an hour? Yeah. Yeah, hour 15. Very, no, uh, that'll work. That'll work. That'll work for everybody. They got tomorrow's a, a, a um, time to go to work for a lot of folks. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time we've had to spend the night together, Lord. Yes. We thank you for the blessings, Father, that you give us every day that we take for granted. We take for granted all the time that we have two legs and two arms and we have a mouth that we can speak when there's thousands and thousands that don't have the ability. There's people in wheelchairs. There's people laid up in nursing homes having to be turned over by some blue gum maid or some hired servant to, to rub salve on them where they've grown blisters. And they could, they got a good mind. They just can't move. Yes, sir. And yet we can, even with what handicaps, little handicaps we have that we think are so bad, there's always, you've got your people that's in a lot worse condition. And we take our stuff for granted so much. Father, I apologize for that. A lot of times I'm moaning and groaning about my own this, that, and the other, Father, and I'm sinning against you when I do that, Father. 
because I got brothers and sisters in a lot worse condition than me. And I'm sorry for that. Well, thank you so much for the blessings you have bestowed on us, Father. We we accept everything with thanksgiving. We give you the sacrifice, the praise of thanksgiving right now, Lord, for everything you've done for us, every pain, every problem we've ever had. I thank you for it, Lord. Scripture tells us over and over and over again, in everything give thanks. And give the sacrifice of thanksgiving for everything. And I'm giving it now. I pray that you'd bless the ones in the chat room that's listening, Father. That take these scriptures and read them. And may the Holy Spirit uh, paint the picture for them, Father. As as you've painted the picture for so many in the past, Lord. And Father, I pray there'd be understanding and wisdom given given to the ones that have ears to hear. And eyes to see. And the Spirit of God dwelling in them, Father. I pray that you'd go with us throughout the night. Give us a good night's sleep, Father. Watch over us. Take care of us. Bring us back tomorrow night, if it be thy will, Lord. And we'll pick up where we left off tonight, Father, for it's in Jesus' name we pray these things and for his sake alone. Amen. Amen. Already, Lord willing, folks, uh, and help permit, and we'll see you guys tomorrow night. Brother Dave. Contact information for Don Spears Ministry. Telephone number 334-397-2333. Again, that is 334-397-2333. The email address is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. Respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. Dot com. Mailing address 3155 Louisville Street, apartment D1, Clio, Alabama, zip code 36017, 36017. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you come back again. Good night, guys. Did a good job. God bless each and every one of you. Love you. Love, love all you guys. Take care, and we'll see you tomorrow night, Lord willing. Good night, Pastor Dunn. Good night, Good night all. Good night, Good night Brother Chad. Good night, Good night all. Chad. Tell Sister Maureen I said hello, okay? I will do. All right. Good night, Brother Kevin. Amen.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.